But I don't believe in no one's scenarios. Data, 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 I cannot make bricks without clay. I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a special Cheeky Scientist radio show. This show has been 10 years in the making. Out of everything that has been consistent over 10 years of Cheeky Scientist being in business and uh, just helping tens of thousands of PhDs get hired, the number one problem and the number one solution that comes up the most consistently and has the biggest impact on PhDs is formatting their bullet points on their resume correctly. It's hard to imagine that many of your struggles that you're facing right now, if you're trying to get hired into your first or next industry job, can be narrowed down to that. But you're a PhD, you understand uh, the nature of limiting factors. Uh, in any equation, any, any chemical reaction, uh, there is a weakest link. And this is number one, and I'm going to fix it for you today. And I'm going to tell you a story too about how it came about and why it was 10 years in the making. You know, this is connected to something that happens to us deep in our psychology, finishing academia, where we start to, we get a, we get a wandering eye for other career paths, other things that might fulfill us. We, we realize we're not having the impact that we thought we were going to have. And we look for a vehicle to have that impact, the vehicle being your career. It's not that it's not just that we see that the full-time professorship's never going to happen. It's not just that we see everybody around us, ourselves included, underpaid, underappreciated, but it's that we we know that other people are living a more fulfilling life. And, and we know that we work hard, we are intelligent. We know that. Right? Even if we are constantly comparing ourselves against those at the, the top of academia, we're surrounded by other PhDs, so it's easy to fill like we haven't achieved anything. We know that we have, we know that we're capable, but this, this kind of uh, yo-yo effect confuses us. So we start looking around. We start seeing other opportunities. But these opportunities, they're, they're uh, dots within a gap that's uh, very wide in our knowledge, right? You don't know what you don't know. You hear me say that a lot. You don't know what other job titles are out there until somebody puts them in front of you. How do you search for something when you don't know the keyword to search for it? And so we get this wandering eye. We start looking for other careers that are available. We eventually find other job titles. We find other options, even if it's just the same sim or similar job, but in industry, right? Out, something outside of academia. And we, we start thinking without realizing it about positioning. How do we position ourselves for that job? Without realizing it, what we're really considering is how to reinvent our professional brand. How do we reinvent our professional brand? So that people, the, the employers see this brand, right? Or, or, or at least the start of a brand, our profile, which is our resume. And that's the end of it for most of us when we first start our job search. How do they see this and recognize that there's value and that we can do the job? How do they find that profile in the first place if they're scanning through it among thousands of resumes uploaded online? How do they find it? When they find it, how, how, do, how do we catch their attention? And it comes down to communicating results. And just like everything in a job search, it's not the result or the answer that matters as much as the process. The fact that you know how to communicate results, the fact that you are communicating results on your resume is more important than what that result is, especially to an initial gatekeeper who does not have a PhD. So this is my struggle 
in academia when I was trying to leave. I was in a very bad place and I did not, I really didn't think I had any value. And again, I was in this, uh, I was being yo-yoed in my own mind, right? There was a lot of mental thrashing because I knew I was capable. I knew I could get a job, but I had no experience outside of academia. I was looking around and I, I didn't know how to get attention. I uploaded resumes online. You know, when you have that bad day in the lab or the classroom, didn't hear anything back. And so I, I thought that there was this, I, I knew that there was this other world out there. I just had no idea how to crack into it. And so that made me feel, I must be invaluable, uh, not valuable. I must be, there must not be any value in what I have to offer. I must have made a mistake. Maybe my PhD was not valuable. And there was a bit of overwhelm, which makes you want to do nothing. So that's what I was doing. And I was looking for some place to increase my value, some place to uh, feel useful, I, I want to say, to have an impact. And for me, that led down uh, a dark road. And I say dark road because I, I, was, I had undervalued myself so much that I started doing landscaping work and working as a janitor. So before I got into my first industry job, and, and very few people know this, that's what I was doing. Now, the work itself, I enjoyed, believe it or not. Um, you know, it was, it was painful because I was like, why am I doing this? You know, I was even shoveling uh, sidewalks uh, of snow when I was in Iowa in, in, in the, uh, that last winter that I was there to make money. You know, mowing lawns, putting down sod, doing a lot of landscaping work. I was cleaning Verizon stores, working as a janitor, doing that uh, at the swing shift. So I'd get done at two or three a.m. And it felt good to be doing something else because I had something that I had, could have more control of. I didn't have any control in academia. My my PI had taken that away from me. The way my thesis committee was set up, so I didn't I didn't feel like I had any control. I, I don't think. Anybody had control, which is why so many people are miserable in academia. It's this large bureaucratic system, but the control of being able to see the work get done before me to set goals and milestones and have it get done made me feel good. But of course, the pay was so little, right? I mean, like $10 an hour. <laughs> and, and the reason I, I say this is because we can devalue ourselves so much. And I've seen I've, I've worked with so many PhDs who are in these similar positions where they just need to do something else. And, and they take that first step out and, and they've devalued their ability so much. You know, one PhD that I've worked with was serving ice cream uh, out of a, a little food truck. Uh, this was what they were doing. That's what their PhD had led them to do. They got their PhD. They were serving ice cream. Uh, others had similar jobs working retail, uh, department stores. How does this happen? Well, it happens because we get confronted with the uh, overwhelming process of getting a job outside of academia, and we don't understand that process. We don't even know where to start. And we're starting from scratch in many cases. After a lifetime in academia, and everybody around us fills our heads with misinformation. Car career counselors have never even worked in industry, which is egregious. If your university has a career counselor that has not worked in industry, please go tell an administrator to get somebody else. If you are at a career counselor that has not worked in industry, please get somebody on your team who has worked in industry. Think about how absurd that is. That is like a PI leading a lab who's never had a publication. It's absurd. But this is what we're surrounded with. It's what I was surrounded with. So there's all this misinformation. Nothing works. There's no future. 
And so we devalue ourselves. And then we don't know how to present our value, right? So this is where I'm going to come back to our bullet points on our resume. If you really, if you want to get to that limiting factor that's holding you back, it's understanding your value as in understanding how to communicate your value and then actually communicating it. We're taught in academia not to make claims over any results. Everything's, it's a very passive language. It could be said that it might've been achieved, right? Everything comes with uh, potential pitfalls, right? You never want to say, because you want to avoid confirmation bias in academia. You've heard me talk a lot about recently that this is the opposite of what you want to do in your job search. In your job search, you want to have extreme confirmation bias. You want to say, I achieved this. I did this and it resulted in this. Even if many people were involved, it doesn't matter. It's a resume. It's a persuasive marketing document. It's not a peer-reviewed timeline of your study. And I see a light bulb go off in PhDs when I give them permission to say they achieved something. And, and it, it goes deep into their psychology. They're like, oh, I have achieved results. You have achieved results. No matter who you are listening to this, if you have a PhD or are getting one, you have achieved results. You just haven't thought about how to communicate it. And academia doesn't allow you to communicate it. The culture of academia doesn't even have words that allow you to communicate it. It doesn't have a response. It doesn't, there's no, there's no, there's no recognition. There's no training. So this, this came upon me about a year ago. Uh, just realizing, man, I, I really need, I just need to put this down on paper. I need to go through hundreds of resumes as, re and as many resumes as it takes and successful resumes, resumes from the PhDs that I've worked with that have been hired in industry and look at the quantified results on these resumes, look for similarities, patterns, rank them and create a list of them and then create templates, right? Because everybody has different experiences. That's why this was such a challenging process. That's why this was 10 years in the making. Everybody has a different number of articles they've published or a different number of collaborations and a different type of collaborate. Like what was the name, the type of the collaboration? What are the adjectives? There's so much variation. So how can we put this into a template that makes it easy? So I've, I went through it. I templated them. And after a month or so of doing this, I created a list. And overall, this list for the, the PhDs that I work with one-on-one -on -one in our Cheeky Scientist Association Diamond program, I, I give them, I call this my Isaiah's bullet point master list. And there's 2,700 combinations of bullet points that any PhD, no matter your background, can use as a template for your bullet points. And, and the results are dramatic. So what I'm going to share here are the, the final part of these bullet points. So if you haven't heard me talk about resumes and bullet points, every bullet point should come in three parts. It should start with the transferable skill move into a technical skill and end with a quantified result as in an actual numerical value. Now in these templates, I'm using the pound sign, right? Number, I'll just say here, because this is a radio show number, that's where you would insert the number for you specifically. And then I say ABC for an adjective, right? So maybe you had a discovery in uh, molecular biology, maybe you had a discovery uh, in an interdisciplinary uh, field, right? So that's what ABC would mean, the adjective. So I'm going to go through these, and I'm going to start simple, and then we'll get a little bit more uh, advanced as we go down. But I want to read these to you just so you understand the variety that's here, the variety that's here. Okay? Now, if you want to learn more about these bullet points, you can go to phdsgethired.com, get on our email list. I feed out some of these pre-written. 
uh, in our newsletters. So you can get on our newsletter. We'll send you uh, these free materials. But I will say them out loud here on the radio show now. Okay, so the first one, very simple. Resulting in X number of ABC reports. Whenever I share that, when I get a light bulb by many PhDs, they're like, wait a sec. A number, the number of reports or documents of any kind, figures, can be a quantified result? Yes, absolutely. What do you think you will spend a lot of time doing in industry? Creating maybe figures for white papers, certain types of reports. They all have their, their own names of reports. A lot of them are proprietary. They're based on the company's culture, brand. Yes, that's a result that matters in business. Number two, resulting in X number of poster presentations on ABC topic. Number three, resulting in X number of publications, including a publication in ABC Journal. Number four, as evidenced by, right? So I like to include that transition language resulting in as evidenced by, as demonstrated by. That's how you end a bullet point properly. As evidenced by X number of collaborations, including a collaboration with ABC Research Group. Right? Be specific. You've, you have these achievements. Think about them. Have you ever sat down and actually think, thought about what you've achieved? No, because you have had academia make you feel so guilty and bad that you can't even say you've achieved anything. You don't think you have permission to claim achievement over anything. You think there's going to be three reviewers, your PI, and everybody's scoffing at you. You've achieved stuff. This is your resume. Claim it. Nobody else is going to claim it for you. Even if others helped, others helped you, that's fine. If you get an interview, you can explain that. If you get asked about it. Number five, as evidenced by mentoring X number of professionals on ABC topic. Number six, as evidenced by X number of ABC documents. Yes, just a number of documents that you've, I was working with somebody in our diamond program who wanted to get into a clinical research associate position. And I had to, I, I, I asked her, I said, how many documents, regulatory documents have you already created in your career? Of course, it was dozens and dozens, like, like 42 is the number we came up with. How many other types of documents have you, have you come up with? Just, just clinical reports, over a hundred. That's a result. Number seven, as evidenced by X number of optimized methodologies, including ABC methodology. Methods are systems. Systems allow businesses to scale. There are few things more valuable in a business. A business can't grow if it can't scale, and it can only scale with a process, a method, protocol, a lesson plan. Number eight, as demonstrated by X number of SOPs, standard operating procedures. They love when you say SOPs, it's a business term, business acronym, as demonstrated by X number of SOPs on ABC topic. Number nine, resulting in X number of experiments that led to X number of discoveries in ABC field. Yes, you can have two numbers in a quantified result. Number 10, resulting in X number of discoveries, including ABC discovery. A discovery is a result. See how that opens up the possibilities for you, no matter what your background is. Number 11, as evidenced by teaching. X number of professionals on ABC topic. Who are my TAs out there? Number 12, as evidenced by TAing X number of professionals on ABC topic with a X percentage completion rate. How many people completed the class? If it's 100%, great, put 100%. If there's any other metric, uh, you know, maybe they achieved a certain uh, percent score on the final exam, you can put that as well. Number 13, as evidenced by the creation of X number of methodologies, including ABC methodology. 
right? So you created or innovated a methodology. You didn't just optimize it. Number 14, as demonstrated by X number of standard operating procedures on ABC topic. Number 16, excuse me, number 15, as evidenced by teaching X number of professionals on ABC topic with X percentage success rate. So, right, so you're seeing some patterns here. Simple shifts. You can, you can do success rate on one of your quantified bullet points and say teaching. Another one you could see, say TAing and completion rate. You can flat out say systems. Number 17, as evidenced by the development of X number of systems in ABC field, right? So your PhD field. Number 18, resulting in X number, X number in grant funding on ABC topic. We'll do a couple more here. Number 19, as demonstrated by the development of X number of ABC processes. And then finally, let's do 20, as evidenced by the innovation of X number of high throughput experimental procedures in ABC field. So hopefully you can see the possibilities that are here. You can see how they're templated. Think about how each quantified bullet point is put together. You need a number, a numerical value. You need an adjective describing, describing what the result is. And then you need, you know, uh, of course, a subject. You need, a, you need a noun, right? A report, a discovery, a system, a methodology, uh, a, a completion rate, a success rate. All, all of these are achievements that you can claim. Of course, if you're TAing, right, there's a professor, there's other people involved. Lots are going into it, but that's okay. This is industry. There's different social norms. Everybody works interdependently. And when you're going for a job search, you say what you have done. You're not saying I, when they read this, uh, a bullet point, the, the way a resume is structured, they don't read like, oh, you were working in a silo by yourself, underground, nobody had contact with it, you did everything from scratch. Of course, they don't think that, that's ridiculous. They're looking what you did interdependently within this larger system, this vehicle. So hopefully this helps you, hopefully this gives you permission to claim your achievements, and hopefully you realize the importance of this. If you're feeling a sense of imposter syndrome, you don't know where to start, start with what you've achieved. This is going to, again, impact your psychology, and it's going to very pragmatically impact your job search in a positive way. As always, remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional. I'm Isaiah Henkel, the founder of Cheeky Scientist and the creator of the Cheeky Scientist Association. I wanted to quickly tell you that memberships into the association are available to PhDs listening to Cheeky Scientist Radio by using the coupon code CheekyRadio at www.phdsgethired.com. That's phdsgethired.com, P-H-D-S-G-E-T-H-I-R-E-D.com. Simply type phdsgethired.com into your website browser, scroll down to the orange membership button and click on it, then enter the coupon code CheekyRadio to get 20% off a lifetime membership now. That's Cheeky Radio, C-H-E-E-K-Y-R-A-D-I-O. Remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional. Are you worried about the rapidly shrinking job market? Like me, have you been seeing more and more articles on universities shutting down their research labs, furloughing employees, 
cutting postdocs and TAs, and even withdrawing PhD student funding? If so, it might be wise to start taking steps to protect your PhD career. You've worked very hard and very intelligently for years to establish yourself, but likely you have not reached your full career potential yet. Perhaps you're not even getting respect and you're not getting the rewards that you deserve. The good news is you can get into an industry career where you can get paid well for doing meaningful work. All you need is the right knowledge and the right network. The Cheeky Scientist Association gives you lifetime access to the world's number one PhD-only job search training platform with multiple courses and the PhD-only job referral network of over 10,000-plus industry PhDs. Now is your chance to become a lifetime member for 20% off of the association. Just use the coupon code CheekyRadio at www.phdsgethired.com. That's phdsgethired.com. P-H-D-S-G-E-T-H-I-R-E-D.com. Simply type phdsgethired.com into your website browser, scroll to the orange membership button, and click on it, then enter the coupon code CheekyRadio to get 20% off a lifetime membership now. No recurring monthly fees, no recurring annual fees, Nobody else offers this. PhDsgethired.com. Use the coupon code CheekyRadio. Remember your value as a PhD, and remember that knowledge is power, and your network is your net worth. Oh, 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 oh,